0: Good morning for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's on the front page this morning. The President reaffirms a pullout from Iraq. 99 weeks later, jobless have only desperation, and two Guyanese are guilty in a plot to attack Kennedy Airport. In this morning's financial headlines, audit finds problems in cattle and spending. For e data, the tug grows over privacy versus security, and CBS and Comcast reach a 10 year deal on subscriber fees. In today's national headlines, Capitol Hill is suddenly fixated on the ethics issue, tracing oil reserves to the origins on the ocean floor, and covering new ground in a shift to revamped health care. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Peter Baker from Atlanta. It's titled, Obama Reaffirms Pullout from Iraq. President Obama kicked off a month-long drive on Monday to mark the end of the combat mission in Iraq, and by extension to try to blunt growing public frustration with the war in Afghanistan by arguing that he can also bring that conflict to a conclusion. The series of events, starting with a speech here to a veterans group, puts the president in the thick of a volatile national security debate at a critical moment for both wars as he draws down troops from one theater and sends more to the other. While seeking to shore up domestic support, he's also defining the limits of his ambitions in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Obama vowed to complete his plan to withdraw designated combat forces from Iraq by the end of August even though a political impasse has left Baghdad without the permanent government that his strategy originally envisioned. At the same time, he vowed to destroy al-Qaeda in Afghanistan while sticking to clear and achievable goals, rather than aspiring to build a fully functioning democracy. The President's renewed public focus on the wars comes after many months in which his domestic agenda was at the center of the national conversation. But the White House calculated that the drawdown in Iraq and the change in mission there provided an opportunity to take credit for fulfilling one of Obama's central campaign promises. As a candidate for president, I pledged to bring the war in Iraq to a responsible end, Obama told a convention of the disabled American veterans. Shortly after taking office, I announced our new strategy for Iraq and for a transition to full Iraqi responsibility, and I made clear that by August 31st of 2010, America's combat mission in Iraq would end. And that's exactly what we're doing, as promised and on schedule. The drawdown will bring the American force in Iraq to 50,000 troops by August 31st, down from 144,000 when Obama took office. The remaining brigades will officially focus on supporting and training Iraqi security forces, protecting U.S. personnel and facilities, and mounting counterterrorism operations, The 50,000 transitional troops are due to leave by the end of 2011 in accordance with an agreement negotiated by President George W. Bush before leaving office and later reaffirmed by Obama. While not the end of the American involvement, the transition in Iraq this month represents a significant milestone after seven years of war that toppled a brutal dictator, touched off waves of sectarian strife, and claimed the lives of more than 4,700 American soldiers and tens of thousands of Iraqis. In his speech here, Obama hailed the improved security in Iraq without mentioning that he had opposed the 2007 troop buildup ordered by Bush that, along with the strategy change, is credited by many with turning the war around. Obama has now assigned the architect of that plan, General David Petraeus, to do the same in Afghanistan.